Welcome to the Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on 740 The Fan. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Forest Hills Resort, Moorhead Parks, Wildflower Golf Course, and Austed's Golf. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Now, let's head to the first tee. This guy's pretty good. And here's your host, Jeff Kolpak. Another great Saturday to everybody out there in Gulfland, Red River Valley, across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Manitoba, the fifth largest AM signal in the country, goes quite a ways. Good morning, it's Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show as presented by Michelob Ultra, coming to you from the KRK Marine and Power Sports Studios. 740thefan.com is the website. Later in the show, Rhino Fleck, he's a secretary treasurer of the Red River Valley Senior Men's Golf Association. He will join us. That tour continues just to produce, produce, and be successful and just knock it out of the park. You talk about waiting lists. It's like a three-year waiting list just to get on there. So if you're around 55, 56, I would suggest, and you want to play, I would suggest getting on the website and putting your name in the hat right now. But first and foremost, I want to get this gentleman on for, for a month or two here. Tyler Polk is the interim head professional at the Fargo Country Club. And uh, kind enough to take a few minutes to join us in studio. Good to see you. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. I That's, really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I, I think you have a really cool story, story you want to share, first of all. But give me your resume. Like, where in the heck did you come from? What are you doing here? Where, how did you uh, – Princeton, Wisconsin, something like that? Yeah. So, I grew up in Princeton. I, I never never really played golf until I, I was in college. I, I got an internship for college at this place called Mascouten Golf Club which was, it turned out to be one of the luckiest things that ever happened for me. I worked for a gentleman named Tom Dolby, mm-hmm. who, uh, he was a pro in, in the cities, mostly at Southview at, in, in, in St. Paul. Uh, and Tom, Tom's done everything. He's owned his own golf course. He's, he's an absolutely awesome guy and great mentor to me. He's played in three PGA championships. Yeah. Uh, um, but in the, in the cities in, I think, 93 or 94, Mark Johnson worked for him. And things happened. Tom Tom took another job, and, and he didn't really have room to take me with him. But he's just like, Mark's looking for an assistant. You should go up to Fargo Country Club and work. And I was just like, I would love to, mm-hmm. you know. And through the through the years, I've I've went down to Florida to work for the work in the winter, and, and it's it's been great. Tom's kind of hooked me up with everything, but but he hooked me up here at Fargo Country Club and, and working for Mark. And I'm Mark's been on the show. Mark's absolutely awesome. Hold on, I want to back up here a second. So you're going to high school. You never picked up a golf club. You, you dabbled in it, whatever. What did you do? No, there was no golf, no golf course in, in my Princeton, town in no. Princeton, Wisconsin. No golf course. No, nope. I played baseball, basketball, football. Yeah. So I mean, I I understood sports and everything, and I, I'd seen golf before. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah. I knew what it was <laughs> and everything, but I just had never never played it, and it was always interesting to me. And mm-hmm. I I. Emailed all the local golf courses. I thought it'd be so cool to get a get a job at a golf course. I was originally thinking after college I wanted to go in and not to play, just to hang out. Maybe the 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 the, the grass side of things or something. The the, the the turf care or what. So really, I was gonna get 
I, I thought I was going to get into insurance after college. Okay. And I figured insurance agents play a ton of golf. I should learn how to play a little bit of uh-huh. golf. So yeah, okay. So it was just going to kind of come full circle, and mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. Not just not just the game. I, I mean, I love playing, but the events, the seeing people, just waking up every day and coming to the golf course is it's a dream come true. Were you any good right away? Did you pick up the cl- the, the the clubs and went, "Wow, this comes pretty easy to me." No. No, okay. I, uh, so you struggle like like the rest of us. The first time I ever kept score for 18 holes, I shot 132, <laughs> and that was okay. Like, hold are you here? I was 21. You're 21, and you shoot 132. Yep. And you're hold right now. I'm 27. Okay, think about that, people. In six years, you. I mean, okay, keep going on your story. So, I I work for time. I. I fell in love with the game. I mean, in the year 2018, this was the only year that I've ever actually counted how many rounds of golf I played. Mm-hmm. I played 383 rounds of golf. Okay. That was in, I, I ended up, that winter I went down to Florida and worked, so I got a couple extra down there, but I, it was all basically from, we, I think we started playing that year at the end of February. It was a, it was an yeah. early spring and, and through, I just played two rounds a day, every day I could. I played, I played every single day and. I mean, luckily, I had a job where I could do that, and I had no responsibilities, and just enjoyed it. And I got to meet a ton of great people throughout the game, and it's been it's been a, a great ride. Tyler Polk is the interim head professional of the Fargo Country Club. Joins us on seven forty. The Fan, the golf show, is presented by Michelob Ultra. Tyler, who set a Guinness World Record for fastest ascension from shooting one hundred and thirty something to being a head professional or, or assistant professional. Okay, where did the where did the impetus come to where you got better? Did you self teach it? Self taught? Are you self taught? Did you take lessons? I mostly self taught. Um, Tom helped me out quite a bit, but mm-hmm. I I was really lucky. I, there was a bunch of at the time high school kids, and then turned into college kids that became yeah. really good friends of mine that were all good players, and mm-hmm. they they took me in and okay. and I was able to play a lot with them, and and it really helps when you're playing with people that you enjoy going out to play with but they like to play just as much as I do I never I'd shoot out a text to 10 people and mm-hmm. eight of them would respond so we'd have two groups all of a sudden of people that wanted to play golf and yeah. you know just playing and competing and you know we're most of the time we were just playing for push-ups or jumping jacks or just something something yeah. fun but a little competition and, and you just if you don't want to lose every single time you just got to get better and I'm guessing over that time you just got involved in the golf shop yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's originally my job. I got hired to just be a golf shop attendant, answer the yeah. phones, make tea times, and that's where I kind of learned about all that stuff. And and, and you know, you, we, it was a small semi-private club, so we ran outings, and mm-hmm. you learn about running events. And if you if you enjoy it, you can pick it up really quickly. You know, you you, you really you kind of absorb everything, and it turns into turns into something you want to hopefully do for the rest of your life. So I'm guessing that you're finding out now that you're on this side of the business that finding time to play 350 times a year is a little difficult to do. It, it, or do you find time to play? I, I I mean, I have, my girlfriend lives in, in New Jersey. Okay. So across the country, I, yep. there's 16 hours of daylight here in Fargo. So mm. I can put in 10 hours of work and still get 18 holes in and yeah, then go true. home and do it all over again. So I've, I've been, I've been fortunate that I can, I can do that. I, I try and make time and work on my game at least a little bit so I get out three or four times a week still try and make time when I lived at Bismarck which is on the western end of the central time zone I could get out at 6 30 at night and easily get 18 holes in it was crazy I mean it's just it's almost like a, you feel like you're in Alaska right so. it, right that's that was part of the I don't want to it, it wasn't a hard sell for me to come up here but that was yep. Tom said you'll be able to play golf till 10 o'clock at night and I was yep. like and, and he's right you know they're not for very long but there's a couple weeks stretch there where at 10 o'clock you can putt out now going through the PGA process how did you get involved in that 
that's just not like going in and taking a test and you're there. No, no. So after a couple of years of, of going back, I, the last three summers of, of college, I came back to the golf course and kept mm-hmm. working. And after I was done with college, it was kind of time to decide what I want to do. And Tom was just like, you're, you're great at this. Why don't you get into the PGA program? And mm-hmm. so I learned a little bit more about it. And I'm, I'm not through the PGA program quite yet. I'm still in level two, but I've gotten most of the way. I mean, I've gotten a lot of stuff done and, and with the help and tutelage of, of Tom and yeah. Mark. And I've had a lot of great people that I've worked for. And, and it's been it's been great. Now, have you had to really get down and dirty and study the swing and, and all the particulars and uh, that can't be easy because it's such a technical thing, and it's such a, in many instances, a minute thing. The the thumb isn't here, or the grip isn't there, or the swing plane, and all those things. The, How have you assimilated to to learning all that stuff? There's not a huge requirement to learn all of it right away. Okay. I mean, there's different aspects of the business. Like some people don't really want to teach, and they never really have wanted to. Mm-hmm. I I've just been around so many swings, and and I try and. You know, I worked at Gray Oaks Country Club in Naples, Florida, and they had seven or eight teaching professionals. And when I was down there on my off time, I would just go in and watch them teach and just kind of try and see what they're doing, what what their main focus is. And then same when I've gotten here and, and, and at Mass Scootin, the last club I was at. But here, last year, Chris Croach. Just watch them teach. Watch them teach. Just see what they do. See, you know, try and absorb it and just kind of... And, and teaching my own lessons, you know, it, there's a lot of trial and error. There's mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna fail at times. You're gonna give someone a lesson. You're gonna be like, ah, I shouldn't have told them that because that's it could be the right thing to do, but it's not the best way to get them to their final goal. Watching Chris Croach, what did you learn? Take and what did you take out of? Uh, there's so much there, right? And he's a brilliant teacher. He, his he knows more about golf than 99.9 percent of the world will ever hope. Then golf knows about golf, yeah. right? And it, it's it's awesome. It you know he. He's so good at there's there's ten different ways you can teach someone this this one part about the swing and he's so good at trying to relate mm-hmm. if if this doesn't work for this person he'll he'll work a different way you know it'll be and he's he's really good at that that's that's the most important thing I learned from from Chris and and you know he's he's he can relate four different points you know he can relate four different ways of getting something done and what stage so you're in, you're in level two give us a sense of the uh, a lot of people don't know this. So what do you have to do to really finish it off here? How many levels and those things? So there, there's like a like a bookwork stage, and uh-huh. then you have to do a small teaching stage and create videos and stuff. Yep. And then there's a te- you test out of that level. I just have to take my level two test, and then level three is the last level. So bookwork, there's a seminar you have to go to, um, mm-hmm. do the teaching part, and then then test out, and then you get elected into the PGA if, if they kind of feel you're worthy you know one thing they they they, i don't know if they teach but maybe you just have to understand is is relationships with with members and i think that's a god-given ability because uh, you can be the greatest teacher and everything but if you're not willing to have a personality to to connect to people it might be kind of tough right i i I feel like i kind of pride myself on that's that's the best part about my job i don't i'm not going to be the smartest every day is different business person i'm not the best teacher but (laughs) I feel like I'm always going to put a smile on your face, my face. I'm always going to be there. I'm going to I'm going to try and help any problem that anyone has, and and hopefully people will reach out to me and feel comfortable doing so. Right. Tyler Polk is the interim professional at the Fargo Country Club. Joins us on the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak. We're going to take a break. When we come back, let's uh, talk about the Fargo Country Club. Always in great shape, and I'm sure this year is no different. Back right after this. I saw you slam your club in anger and took the grass off its edge. I saw you look at me and wonder if I noticed. 
Welcome back. This is the Golf Show. This is Jeff Kopak on 740 AM, 107.3 FM. Tyler Polk is the guest. He is the intern professional at the Fargo Country Club. Shot 132 six years ago, and now he's... <laughs> what are you shooting now? Uh, I keep a handicap. I think I'm like a plus .5 or oh something. Oh, my God. Any, any, anywhere from most of the time, it's in the mid-70s. But I can't get over that. I just can't get over that. Most people, when they start, it, it takes them years just to get to, I would say, a 20 you know, the average handicap is north of 20, I think. Yeah, no. I mean, 25 I, or something. I think there's, it's like 2% of the world is a single digit handicap or something. 2%. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And I believe that too. Right. I believe that too. Fargo Country Club waiting list, correct? Yeah. I, I, I don't know the exact number. It's kind of, it fluctuates, but it's between 10 and 15 people on the waiting list. That's outstanding. And in this day and age where, um, there's competition in, in this market. Let's face it, there is. I, I think everybody's doing well. Have you seen, and it's a pretty predictable question, but with the pandemic, the thought was doomsday, and it's actually been opposite, same way at the country club. Right, yeah, especially for golf. Golf was, it It really was benefited by, by mm-hmm. the pandemic. It's, it's yep. kind of weird to say that, but it, you know, there wasn't a lot to do last summer. I mean, I know we have a few people that have lakes places, and that, that's kind of what they do on the weekend, and some people weren't able to do that as much, and some mm-hmm. people weren't able to get away as much, so they came out to the club and, and utilized it, and it was fantastic. And I think that's it's really carried over. People realize how much fun it really is, and yeah. you know all the people there, all the, the, the pool, the tennis, the, everything. It's just, why not do it more? It's a non-flood year, knock on wood, and uh, courses are in great shape. Describe your the level of course since you've been at the Fargo Country Club. Got to be as good as ever. It's it's the best condition course I've ever played day in and day out. I mean it's it's perfect every single day. Tee boxes are perfect, greens are perfect, mm-hmm. fairways. I, I, I Joe and his staff do an incredible job, and it, it you know that's all that's I, words can't even describe how great it is. Right? How now. does that happen? That can't happen by accident. You just don't throw grass out there and water and go, hey, we're good. I mean, what what is what kind of effort goes into getting a course that is so well manicured, greens roll true fast? I imagine. Bunkers, I think a good course, what separates them is the bunkers. Is it good sand or is it this hard gravel you're trying to hack out of? Right. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Our, it's consistency, especially with the bunkers. If they're all kind of hard bunkers, you know, but they're all they're all hard and you know, not no rocks in them, but uh, you know, you, you kind of know what to expect when you're when you're hitting yeah. out of them. It's host of the 1995 USGA Junior Amateur. I think that's what really separate the course. I don't know if you're even born yet. Probably not. 94. 94. Okay, you're just you're just a baby. The the slope and the rating and all those things is there a is is there a fine line between being too difficult and being member friendly? Yeah, and that's what's so great about the the different tee boxes and and mm-hmm. people once they kind of lose the ego of oh I have to play from the back tees or you know let's play from the yardage that it's going to be fun and and Fargo Country Club the beauty about it is if you get the ball and play off the tee it's really scorable if, yeah. you, if you get it off if you hit it in the trees or hit it in the rough hit it in the bunkers it's it's going to be hard so you know your normal member that just plays their you know the kind of the boring golf that they say but they hit it in the fairway they're going to play well because they get it in play they're going to hit it on the green two putts and even if you three putt a bogey's not a bad score out there where do you want to take this job where do, what do you want to do I mean I obviously want to continue and be head professional you found your calling Right, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been a real pleasure. I've I've 
I had the benefit of working for Mark, and everything Mark did at the club is is mm-hmm. fantastic. And I, I want to keep kind of growing that between our our junior golf programs and and the instruction side. We actually brought in a new director of instruction this year. Uh, his name's Tom Porton. He's done a great job, um, mm-hmm. kind of helping grow the game, especially around the club. The, the golf course is 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 our best asset. So it, it's it's really it makes my job really easy. Where people want to come and play this perfect golf course every day, I just I just can't screw it up. I just gotta <laughs> have have some fun events for them, and, and hopefully we're doing that. And the membership gives us a, some good feedback, and hopefully they're enjoying it. Of course, Mark Johnson, for those that don't know, is moving on to Sweet Shots, the the top golf like facility monster that's going up in South Fargo by I twenty nine and Fifty Second Avenue South. He's moving on to another gig, but you had the chance to learn under him. What did you learn from from Mark, who's been around the block a couple times? The the biggest thing, like you said before, was the relationships. Mark, I mean, in, in 15 years at the club, and there's been hundreds of members that have circulated in and out, there's not a person that could say a bad word about Mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone just loves him. Everyone when he, he's, he's an honorary member now. When he, when he comes back, people are like, hey, Mark, I can't wait. We should get out and play sometime. It's so good to see you. How's everything going? It's just yeah. that's the relationships, and that's, that's what I've really tried to take from Mark, amongst many other things, the, the way he runs tournaments. There's so many things that he does well, but that's, that's the number one thing. If I could learn, learn how to be like Mark day in and day out, it'd be, it'd be an honor. I think you have to have patience, Tyler, because not everybody's going to treat you great, right? And there's going to be some tough times. But uh, And you're a young guy, so uh, I'm sure you've worked yourself through these situations. Has there been a couple wake-up calls where you go, okay, that's fine, we'll just we'll just work this out, I think, is the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every job, you know, there's their, their struggles. and Oh, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> and, and people people are going to be angry, and, and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't please everyone, and, mm-hmm. and you just, you just kind of have to – I feel like if I, I make it feel like I'm understanding their problem and going to try my best to, to do something about it, whether they're going to like that or not, it, it, that's all I can really do. Right. What do you, what do you ask from uh, the employees and, 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 you know, Carrie's been there forever. I shouldn't say that forever. She's been there a short amount, but she's, she's, she's a staple. The name Widener is, is, is a big traditional name in the Fargo. And I think it's important that you keep the Widener name going. I agree. And, and Shelly too, Shelly's yep. uh she kind of does our books in the golf shop and, but from the employees, I just I just want them to come in every day and have fun, enjoy mm-hmm. it. You know, you're working at a golf course. This is it's the best office in the world. You get to look out at the golf course and talk to people. You just just be yourself and and have fun and and really enjoy it. And trying to make trying to make other people have a great experience, just as as they're gonna have. How about the, how about the weather this year? It's, I mean, I, this is Fargo. I know you haven't. You're a Wisconsin guy, so uh, I, I know you've no winter and maybe some tough conditions. But this has been out of sight. It's been un. Luckily, we've gotten some rain in the past couple of days. True. I mean, Joe and his co- crew have been out hand watering for it seems like the whole month of June. But it's been awesome. I mean, it, basically every day in June was playable, and and people are coming out and playing. It's it's great. What's the what's the plan for the next couple of months for the club? We got any big events? Um, well, we got the North Dakota Open coming up, the Bobcat North Dakota Open, and Mark, by the way, I think is still running that and handling that. Yeah, yeah, he is. He he. Uh, it was funny. He asked me, he's, "Is it is it a right?" Because um, he's on the North Dakota Open Foundation. Right. Is that a right if I still run that? I was like, "Yeah, I'd really love that." <laughs> less less uh, less stress and someone I could still learn from, and and hopefully in the future kind of make that a great event. Um, but the, we also have our men's invitationals coming up. Mm-hmm. That's in about eight days. That kind of a our yep. big beast that we're trying to tackle right now. And 
and kind of prepping for that. But the the clubs the clubs in great shape and we've got a lot of member events. Our our couples night every night's full. We had a great Fourth of July this last weekend. It's 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 a great time to be a member at Fargo Country Club. I think it's important to have that Dakota Tours event though the the Pro Tour because these players and maybe we'll wrap up with this, but these players are on the lowest end of the totem pole as professionals, correct? Some of them, you see, you hear stories maybe sleeping in their cars from event to event, yet they're so good. Doesn't that show you the difference between the top-of-the-line PGA guys and, and the guys just trying to make a couple nickels going through this? It's it's unbelievable. Last year was the first year I really got to watch, and yep. I mean they go around there and every hole is a birdie hole for them. They just they're disappointed when they don't make birdies, and the golf go, golf course is not that easy. And I, I've heard from a couple a couple guys practice at the club pretty regularly that are mm-hmm. on the tour, and and they said it's it's their favorite event every year just because of the condition of the golf course. And but but you're right, it it's a uh, it's it's sets sets Fargo Country Club apart having a, an event like that and especially one that's so well received and, and attended. Is it the short game? Is it the distance off the tee? Uh, what do you think uh, now that you've seen these guys in action and the difference between those guys and a Tom Hoagie? It, I, I've never I've never really Putting? seen I know I mean seen Tom play in person. But yep. What what they they're always in play off the tee and when you're in play off the tee you're going to give yourself chances at birdies. You're going you're going to hit a lot more greens. You're going to give yourself more opportunities and when you don't it's going to be you're going to mm-hmm. miss the green by a couple feet and it's going to be an easy little pitch up and down but they get themselves in play so well and then like you said with the putting they don't make mistakes they're they're not three putting much you know in right. a 70 or in a 54 hole tournament they might three putt once and if they do they're really disappointed tyler this has been fun thank you thank you so that's much that's awesome I, I thanks for sharing it. your story yeah. i've never heard of such a thing <laughs> well, I, I i've done this show it. for 17 years and this is certainly a first so uh, going from shooting 132 to assistant professional and a, on your way to a head professional. So good luck on that. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate that, it. That's Tyler Polk, interim professional at the Fargo Country Club. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Gulf Show on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. Stay with us. Rhino Fleck, right around the corner. This is the Golf Show on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. This is Jeff Kopak. 740thefan.com is the address. The Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra, always coming to you from KRK Marine and Power Sports Studios. A lot of golf being played this summer. Weather's been fantastic. And nobody probably plays more in a more comprehensive schedule than the Red River Valley Senior Tour. Uh, you should just look on their website. My goodness, they're all over the map. And it's been going for many years. It's been highly successful. And we're going to dive into it here right now on the Golf Show. Rhino Fleck is the Secretary-Treasurer for the uh, Red River Valley Senior Men's Golf Association. Kind enough to take a few minutes to join us on the Golf Show. Hello, Rhino. How are you? I'm great. How about you? Well, the tour is looking like it's great guns again, isn't it? Yes, yes. We we had some difficulties last year, and we had, we gave the people the option to opt out for last year because of the uh, mm-hmm. pandemic. But uh, we're pretty much full blast now this year. You know, we had shortened events and everything else last year. But with our tour, you know, we have uh, basically 400 members um, 
that uh, we keep full from our wait list. And all those members have a uh, five-round minimum that they have to play during the year. Mm-hmm. Then we also have what we call our 500 numbers, which there's 75 people on that that are at least members for 10 years. Wow. And then they have no minimum requirements or anything else just that they're still members. And a lot of those still play uh, quite a few rounds, even a lot of our 10-year members do. Um, Were you we worried? Wait, I wait that you talked to our, of our website. Uh, on our website, you know, redrivergolf.net, right on there, there's a uh, uh, little notation there where you can look up our wait list information and, um, and apply to join our wait list. Yep. I think at the present time we have 72 people on our wait list. Holy cow. It's been taking about uh, two years once you get on there to uh, to get on the tour. You have to be 55 to get on the wait list. And um, our age to actually play on the tour is 60. You have to be 60 before you can be uh, added to the... Uh, so I'm 57. Uh, I better put my name in. Is that yeah, what you're telling me? Yes, because if... Uh, if you haven't gone with anybody as a guest, you know, because we do allow our members to bring guests, mm-hmm. you know, that only requirement with a guest is that they're at least 18 years old and everything. So a lot of our members do bring some guests to play with them, especially some people they know that are currently on the wait list. And uh, it's a way for them to be involved without being a member yet. Rhino Fleck yeah, from the, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Rhino from the Red River Valley Senior Tour. I'm going to stop you there for a second. I want to back up to what you first talked about, and that was last year where you had some uh, issues, obviously, with the COVID. Were you worried about the tour really taking a hit? Um, yes, in, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. We um, we knew that there was quite a few since, you know, the pandemic kind of affected seniors probably more than anybody else, that we didn't want the people to be um, – to be forced or think that they had to play their five round minimum to remain a member. So that's why we kind of came up with this, what we call opt out that you don't have to play this year. You retain your membership and we'll just push your, uh, your membership dues uh, to the next year, which really worked out for us. A lot of the courses were kind of um, iffy about having shotguns because of many factors, health and such. And, Mm-hmm. So we, we changed, uh, we did some tea time events of some courses and other things like that. And mostly, uh, most of our events last year were abbreviated, you know, like only oh, 40 or so on the nine hole courses that we play. And even though we play a nine hole course, we play a full 18, we play it twice around. Mm-hmm. And then our 18 hole courses where, where normally this year it'd be 144 would be our max, but we maxed at 80 last year just to, um, you know, hopefully the people that we're playing to give them some sense of security and, you know, and we didn't require masks, but we encouraged them. We had all our people that ran the registration, everything were all masked up. So, so I think overall, I think we did what we could in a, in a unique situation as it was last year to allow people that did want to play to play and the ones that didn't want to play to not suffer the consequences. Did you have many opt-outs? A hundred and about 110 out of our 470 or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. So about about 25% opted out. And did most of those come back this year? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's well, good. We had a few questions about whether we were going to uh, require uh, 
uh, the card to show that we've been vaccinated or this and that, then we felt that we didn't need to get into that because that's um, up to the individual. Yeah, because you can request within our computer system when you sign up for events that you can you can request to actually ride with a particular member. Mm-hmm. You know, if that gives you the the sense of well-being that you need as a golfer. Redrivergolf.net is is the website for the Red River Men's Senior Tour. It's a Red River Valley Senior Men's Golf Association. Been going on for many years. How many years? I, I couldn't find it. Is- oh, I yeah, I know. I was looking for that. I couldn't find, but it started in the in the I think in the sixties. Sometimes I guess I don't have that information. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're talking sixty but it's years. Been going on for yeah. quite some time here. Um, like I say, our computer system, even, even though it's not up to par, maybe with the systems nowadays, is a very adequate for signing up. And we have other things in there. We have a communication page. We have a spot where, where you can contact us through a text message. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can get in there and sign up for events. Uh, you can look at other information like uh, um, rounds you played, handicap, uh, the wait list. Uh, the membership list if you want to look up for a particular member and to be able to contact them. So it's quite adequate, I think, for the needs that we have for it. Yep. Uh, uh, why yeah. Why so popular? What What is the allure of the, of the senior um, tour? Well, as we said last year during the pandemic, some of the golf courses in this area had uh, better years than they'd had in years because it, it gave people an opportunity to get out and play, get outside, do things like that. And ours has always been fairly uh, popular with our seniors because of uh, it's uh, it's a it's an opportunity to get out, to play some golf, to maybe have some camaraderie with some friends. Uh, it's just a, a melting pot of just uh, enjoyment for our uh, for our members. I think. How did you get involved, Rhino? Um, well, I knew some people that. Uh, one of my good friends uh, was on the board there back when, and when I turned 55, you know, he saw me, he was working at Shields at the time, and said, hey, you know, you want to get on the tour? You know, do you like the golf? I want you to get signed up now, and then when you turn 60, you can uh, mm-hmm. you can uh, get right on there and start playing, And which I did. You know, you have to work around a little bit for a while if you're still working just to get your five in. But but because we play about 60-some events, um if you can't get five in, then you're not real serious about it anyway. But it uh, gives them the opportunity. We play on 26 different courses Wow! up and down the valley here, over in the North Dakota a little bit, and then quite a bit in the lake area. A lot of the lake, or as we call them, the resort courses, we play them early and we play them late to satisfy their needs because so we don't play during their resort season. And that uh, gives our our member is an opportunity to play a lot of really nice courses over there. And also, we also actually play an event in late September at Oxbow. This will be our third or fourth year now playing our senior event at Oxbow, which is really, we really appreciate Oxbow, appreciate Oxbow for giving us that opportunity here a few years back. Rhino Fleck is a secretary treasurer for the Red River Valley Men's Senior Golf Association. Joins us on the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak on 740 the fan before we take a break the number of courses is astounding you said 26 different who sets the schedule because I that do. you do it and, and you don't do this yeah. in one day 
No, it, we'll start getting toward our end of the season, like in September, and I'll start communicating with the golf courses, you know, uh, saying basically we played these dates this year. Do we want to try and hit in that basic same area next year? And I and I start putting together a uh, a draft of a um, of a, a for the for the upcoming season for yep. next year. Yep. So and basically getting approvals from all the all the twenty six golf courses and dates and such like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll finally put that together probably in uh, uh, late October, early November when I'll publish our 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 tech our tentative schedule for say now this one will be 2022 okay and then we go we go to elbow lake minnesota we go to wadena minnesota so we do uh we go to thumper pond in otter tail Val morale out of battle lake there so we do have uh we do travel quite a bit around the the area and our it's just um it's our seniors on the tour are very appreciative of what we we do for mm-hmm. them, especially the ones that like the golf. It's uh, it's just it's kind of fun to golf. We normally golf two two or three times a week. You know, we do have some situations sometimes where we'll have a four. We'll golf Monday through Thursday during the week. Man, that's a lot. You know, and then for many years now we have a um, a two day event in Madden's at the Madden's Resort in Brainerd. And I, I kind of put that together every year now that we uh, <laughs> That's a good take spot. a group there. Last yep. year we had 35 that played in the Madden's, uh, Madden's event. Yep. We're going to take a break right there. Rhino Flex is, is an interesting individual. I want to talk more about what he's done for just the sporting community in general. This is Jeff Kobach. We're going to take a break. Stay with us. Back right after this. Did you hit it twice? Chili Dipper. And this is Jeff Kopak. We are back. This is the golf show on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. Rhino Fleck is the guest. He's the secretary treasurer for the Red River Valley Senior Golf Association. Red River, what is it? Redrivergolf.net is the website. You better, if you want to get on the senior tour, you better do now because it's a, what, two-hour, two-year two, or two, two year waiting list? Is that what you said, Rhino? Yes, two to three years. It all depends on it. Naturally, we have to have somebody that quits or retires or does something like that off the tour. So a number opens up, actually, for that person to get on. Now, I don't know we how— We don't go any more than our 400. Right. I don't know how many hours in the day that you spend on stuff, but uh, you've had a, a fascinating career— Really, I mean, in softball, uh, what, 35, 40 years, you've been an umpire, served as a secretary and president for the uh, Fargo Slow Pitch Board. Um, I don't know if you're still involved in softball, but I don't know if you can do both, but there's some expertise here you got going, Rhino. You must really enjoy this. Yes, I do. Uh, actually, I, I still am the secretary of the Fargo USA Softball, the uh, with this softball league in Fargo here. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've actually done that since 1983, and I still currently do that. So that takes up – being retired now, it's a little easier than it used to be when I worked and did all these things. <laughs> but, imagine. yeah, I, I truly enjoy softball. You know, I played for 40 years, umpired for 40 years, and uh, doing all that. Uh, and that's what kind of got me into the uh, – into the – being the secretary treasurer for the for the golf association because some of these people that were on there knew 
what I did for softball and everything I did and my my compassion for doing all that stuff. And they came to me when the former person was was not going to do it anymore and asked if I would uh, like mm-hmm. to be the secretary treasurer for the golf association. At that time, I was still I was playing on it, and then I thought that was great a way for me to contribute to the um, what it was, you right. know, to enhance it as much as we could for the enjoyment of our golfers and our seniors. Does it get to be a little overwhelming at times? I can't imagine the time to, you know, just put all these stuff, all these tournaments together. You're talking starting April 5th, and it runs through October 6th. This is not a two-month deal here. No, especially when you got three or four events during the week because you release it one night, the next night you you theoretically you you gather the information, maybe request the people they've given you that want to play together and such and such, and you put together a whole assignment list the next day, and then the day after that you print scorecards for that particular course for each of the holes with the members that are on that hole. You do all this. And, uh, you you, you personally, you do that or do you get help? I personally do all that. Wow. That's... And then that way, when it's the, the morning of the event, that we're mm-hmm. there an hour, hour and a half before the event starts. And most of our events start at 9 o'clock, except for early in the season, uh, before mid-May, and then after mid-September, and they'll start at 10 o'clock. But we'd like to be there an hour and a half before, so we have scorecards and we have all the, uh, the check-in sheets and everything that's uh, necessary to run each and each event is separate yet to run a successful event every day you know and then there's other people that do the uh take the scorecards and do the standings and then i know those go off to the forum after we uh uh a brunfold actually does all our our scoring and everything and puts together our flight winners and stuff like that are there one or two players good job too are there one or two players that are just killing the tour this year and running away with it well, some of them, pretty uh, balanced. We, we have we have um, we have one person that has a one handicap. Oh my God! He's out of Wapiton. Fred Strake is his name. Oh, out of, of course, Fred. He, he Fred's a, been a good player. A one yeah. hand. Yeah, he carries a one handicap. And we have several that are in the two and three area. Don Nightski from Wapiton has a a two or three, I believe. But yeah, Fred is our lowest handicap. Uh, in fact, when he joined the tour, he was actually a minus one. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotten worse. Uh, yeah. Hard for me to believe that. Yeah. But, you know, I not because at my ability level, but yeah, Fred Strage from uh, Wapiton is our definitely our lowest handicap player of all our players. Are you able to? We, we usually have. Yeah. Are you able to enjoy playing, doing all this administrative work? Do you do you have to take a deep yeah, breath you before you hit a shot? A while you get used to not practicing before. You know, a lot of people like to go to the driving range before or go to the putt putting area before they play. I, I, you just kind of get used to knowing that you are uh, you're involved and you want to do this for the tour. So you're in there doing whatever you're doing right up to about the time that you. Uh, Pick it up, pack it up, put it in your car, go to the cart, and go your first hole. Uh, that's you. You you just that's what you it do. Comes to how you do it. Yep. I think there should be a rule, Rhino. You should have the the, the tour should adopt a rule just for you called the Rhino Breakfast Ball Rule, where you're allowed two on number <laughs> yeah. one. Come on. Yeah, that you that you get one uh, that you get one breakfast mulligan on yeah. the first hole. Yeah. 
that'd be great. But but I knowing a lot of my other golfers and the competitive as they are, no, nope. they would definitely <laughs> not like to see that happen. Do you get a pretty good reception when you approach these courses on, hey, we'd like to have the tournament, our tournament on, say, August 18th. Does that work for you? Or is there mm-hmm. some give and take there? Well, the, the normally we try and work with the golf course to save because we know theoretically that they have their men's night on, a say, on a Monday, and they have women's on Tuesday, and they have uh, – um, couples on Thursday. So we know that when we go to them, when I start laying it out, that we want to try and get them onto a Wednesday. Okay. Because that's the day that would accept our tour and be the easiest for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of our local courses, Edgewood is almost always on a Wednesday. Rose Creek is almost always on a Wednesday. So you fill that in first and then you, uh, then you take other courses, maybe that aren't as busy with events and probably sprinkle them in at different dates. Yeah, because some of our other courses are a little more flexible. Maybe they only have one day that they use for their men, especially especially some of the nine hole courses like a like a Cottonwood and Castleton or Mayville or Hillsboro, uh, and then you're able to have a little more flexibility um, putting those courses into our schedule. Not trying to minimize them, but it's just yep. easier sometimes to work with the ones that have some flexibility. Yep. Before I let you go. These courses that I think it, it's underappreciated how many courses there are in such a drivable area around here. I don't think people understand that. And oh no, and I agree. You know, like I say, we we are on, we're on twenty six, but that's that's not all the courses. I mean, that's a good share of the courses that are within sixty miles of us. That's pretty much all of them. Yep. But, uh, you know, there could be some more that we'd like to go to. We've thought about it. And eventually we might like a headwaters and park rapids or something like that. Uh, and we have talked about maybe approaching them and see if we can maybe play an event there. Sure. That'd be so, cool. Yeah. No, but there. Yeah. You talk at 26, but that's and all of those are an easy drive. That's I'm talking an hour and a half away. Yep. Rhino, thanks for all your work work you do. It's it's a labor of love, and and we in the golf community sure, surely appreciate uh, your efforts. That's it's it's really good stuff, and and it's really uh, appreciated. Well, I appreciate that, and and you know, and I encourage people to get out on the waiting list. Yep. Uh, like I said, a couple years out, and uh, you can get out golfing, and I mean, it's it's a great time out there. We uh, like I say, we play some of the better courses in the valley here, so. And at a reasonable rate also. Absolutely. That'll do it for this edition of the Golf Show. This is Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. Until next week, hit them straight. Thanks for listening to The Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Forest Hills, Moorhead Parks, Wildflower Golf Course, and Austeds Golf. Join us next Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m. for another edition of The Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on The Fan.